And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. I don't know, Doc Manson. That Doc Manson. I don't like change. You, you, you're, you, when you start, when we start a conversation with "want to try something new," I get nervous. Well, you know, I'm just trying to keep the romance, uh, the spice, if you will, you know, the variety alive in our relationship. DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Well, moving from Skype to a Google hand job, I mean, Hangout is is <laughs> oh, one God. way to do it. Okay, now I can tell that Mrs. Matthews is not at home. I'm by myself! <laughs> and you're yelling and you're saying inappropriate things. Uh, this is going to be a good show, I can tell already. Oh, man. How are you, sir? I am fantastic. How about yourself? I am doing just fine. Oh, <laughs> ah! oh man, I love this time of year. Do you? This will always be the quintessential time of year for this podcast because never because it's pumpkin. Like as much as I personally dislike the flavor, pumpkin is a a, a part of this. Is that a pumpkin like Necco? Not Necco wafer, but like wafer cookie. This is uh, a pumpkin spice wafer cookie uh, by Vortman Bakery. Uh, it claims to be. Uh, baked with real pumpkin with no artificial colors or flavors and no high fructose corn syrup. Okay. Here at Vortman Bakery, we think real tastes better. That's why our bakers insist on using the best real ingredients, hand-selected for their exceptional quality and flavor. Baking really delicious cookies since 19... 51. I hear Vortman and I think of Ghostbusters. Isn't one of the characters in that shit, like, what's, doesn't they have a, isn't it Venkman? Venkman. Venkman. His name is Venkman. Venkman, Vortman, somewhat not, not similar. Even, somewhat not even, similar. No, no. Uh-uh. <clears throat> All right, so have you, you just opened it, so you have I not just, yet tasted. I have not. He's giving it the uh-uh. smell test. Does it smell pumpkin-y? It does. It has a very distinct uh, pumpkin spice. Now, but is it the pumpkin or is it the fall spice? Because we always talk about the fact that a lot of these pumpkin spice things, it's like a cinnamon all spice. It's definitely the spice is what it's hitting my note first, but there is a sweetness, which I think I would would give to the pumpkin. So I, I feel like it's actually some balanced notes here. Um, so, yeah, this looks very much like a, a vanilla wafer cookie, except, of course, I don't know if you can tell, but but the filling there is clearly pumpkin orange. It is orange. And, you know, they, they say no artificial colors or flavors, so I'm going to assume this is just pumpkin uh, coloring here. Well, I'm ass- it looks like they, like, took, like, pumpkin f- pie filling and kind of put it in there. Oh, let's listen to him chew. Oh. Hmm. Well, that is delightful. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it's you know, you know, the, the wafer cookie has a a very sort of neutral or almost bland sort of flavoring, as as is the case with these types of cookies. But once you sort of work through that and you know start masticating. Um, you know, the uh, the cream starts getting worked in. You were masticating when that... on Google Hangouts? Oh, I am masticating all over this Google Handjob. So the cream gets worked into the cookie, 
and I mean, it just explodes. It literally explodes in my mouth, DC, uh, with all this, this, just this fall flavor profile. These are recommend. I mean, I'm gonna have another one. Hold on, because it was. I will say, I was about to say it's recommended, but you know what? You gotta have the more flavor, than one. You can't just have one and recommend. Because the flavor is actually, it's 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 delightful, but it's strong. So I I feel like this is the sort of thing that could get old quickly. But then again, maybe that's for the best, right? Because you, I mean, I'm sure if I can check this package real quick here. Serving size. Yep. Serving size is three wafers, so... So if after three you don't want any more, mission accomplished. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, two is still good. I'm definitely going to want to go for a third. So, you know, I think it's a... Tail end, I'm detecting... No, you know, I don't don't think... I was going to say it tastes a little bitter, but... I don't think it is. I, I actually think that this is just an actually well-spiced cream that has has layers of flavor in it. Like I, I've just, there's a, there's a, there's a lot to be discovered. It's not that it's bitter on the end. I just happened to hit a spice that you know had a little bit different to it, but then it it, it switched back again. Yeah. This is a this is. Vortman Bakery. This is a I'm well. Put, it up I, right I, I didn't. I didn't expect much. These were just on the end cap at the local uh, supermarket, and you know, I uh, I wasn't wasn't expecting very much. I think there were only a two dollar two fifty package or something. But this is a very tasty fall treat. I recommend these if you find these. This would All go right. very good with a cup of coffee. Well, that was mm. going to be one of my questions because you know, well, what is a fall? What would it go? well with a fall beverage because as we've discussed many times talking about our uk contingency and the tea and scrumpets and all of that you need a drink to go with it so a cup of coffee and some pumpkin cookies and you're having yourself a good day i think so yeah well it is good it is vortman although with the two o's i almost might want to say it's vortman vortman v-o-o-r-t-m-a-n they are a canadian company oh yeah I'm, Don't I'm you know? Almond Crunch, Almond Delight, Chocolate Chip. They coconut. did have. I will mention. I almost bought these as well. In addition to the pumpkin spice wafers, directly next to them on the Zen Cap were the apple crisp wafers, also a limited edition fall uh-huh. flavor. They have a separate section just for the wafers: apple crisp, blueberry, chocolate, cinnamon bun. Coconut cream, cookies and cream, lemon, peanut butter, pumpkin, strawberry, banana, strawberry, and vanilla. They they are big in the wafer business. I want to try that cookies and cream one. They also do turnovers. Apple, blueberry, cherry. They look like... Do you really think this is Vrutman? I don't... I'm. We all know my propensity for accents and languages which means I start in one country and very quickly go elsewhere I'm reading a book to my class right now in which the dragon's name is Boris so I try to do a Russian accent and right now Boris is German because um, that's just where it went and every time I try to bring him back it just goes oh yeah my name is Boris I hope they find him in time 
Ja. So varied. Oh, yeah. That's, that's lit- so good at chocolate. Yeah. That's that's exactly what the accent is. And I'm like, thank goodness you're six and seven and have no idea that I am just bastardizing do you, this. Do you really you use voices when you read to your oh, students? Oh, my goodness, yes. I have. There is a book I read to my kids every single year. And there is an index card that I have tucked into the book jacket to remind me of which character gets which accent you know i'm gonna go ahead and say it uh i didn't i i did not think this before but now you know you might actually be a good teacher thank you (laughs) why thank you what did you think before that i just sat there and yeah (laughs) pretty much all I know is you're always out of that door at two o'clock on the dot, and you like you don't okay. take work home with you. Three forty-five, and... and I do take work home with me. I just leave it in the car. <laughs> yeah, okay. I brought stuff home this summer. It sat in the back of my car from June twentieth to August thirtieth. Yeah, it wasn't anything to do with work. That was just the regular crap that you keep in your car for six months. Hey, I'd like hey. to point out. Speaking of, oh, speaking of, hold on. I'm holding. Ow. I'm holding. DC is no longer went with us. Went to a tag us. sale. Went to a tag sale. A big sale. tag sale fan. Big one. He, he loves the tag sale. Hey! The Green Mile, the Green Stephen Mile. King, and... All six parts? or All six parts. Hey, different seasons. And different seasons. Okay. So. What are the, uh, what are the novellas in different seasons? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption. Hold on. My headphones fell out again. Shawshank, Apt Pupil, The Body, and then the final one, which is The Breathing Method, which is the one ah. that I don't care for. But I might I might go in and try to read it again. I also have a book. I should have gone to the library today to get it. I could have read it for you on the podcast. There's a book waiting for me at the library on the history of Chinese food in America. Sounds good to me. That's what I'm saying. I think we should probably plan to do a, a, a mass recording We'll order Chinese food, and we will read passages from this book. That sounds like a show to me. This is why I love you, Dr. Manson, Uh because that to me... Better! We need to get we need to figure out how to get uh, get a microphone that we can take with us because we need to go to a Chinese buffet and that way when we get the passages about different things, we can just go and get it. Yes! Yes! DDT road trip! Let's do it. All right. We got to get in. one of those Zoom recorders or whatever that thing is. I don't H4 know what you're talking about. whatever things. Did you see that uh, the trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2 is out? I just was watching it like 20 minutes ago, so that's why. I I'm... saw that the trailer is out, but I have not watched the trailer. It's it's more of a cinematic trailer. I don't know that it shows any of the gameplay. It more just kind of explains some of the story, but I'm just I, that was a fun game. I never actually wound up finishing that game. I should probably get around mm, to that. Mm. Um, would you Would you like to talk about pro wrestling? I mean, we could, although I'm not sure that there's anything interesting happening in regards to pro wrestling. We need to start trademarking our things. I, I know that much. Why? What happened? That see, do you do you not know? No. What? Uh, WWE, which has trademarked the too sweet gesture has sent an official cease and desist letter to the Young Bucks telling them that they need to stop selling merchandise with the too sweet hand signal. 
Well, I knew that, but what about what about our things need to be trademarked? Well, Who stole our crap? I don't think anybody has, but we should trademark it. So when we make our millions and millions on the I Deserve More Praise t-shirt line, we... Uh, What's the hand gesture that goes with I Deserve More Praise? That's a great question. And At I first invite... I thought you were suggesting that this was it. Scratch in <laughs> the was... face, no. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm more saying uh, I can think of one, but that's already a trademarked uh-huh. hand sign. Yep. I'll leave you to come up with that. That's your thing. Okay. I'll come up with All my right. own, you know, Pope of Positivity hand sign. North, south, east, west? Something. Um, what did you think of No Mercy? We haven't talked since No Mercy, the Raw pay-per-view. Uh, Brock Lesnar retained his title. Roman Reigns pinned John Cena. Kind of a boring show. Um, Cesaro got his teeth shoved into his upper jaw. With the exception of that. That was very that, interesting and horrible and, a, you know, a terrible thing to see. What, what a tough now, guy, huh? Let, I me, guess. let me ask you this question, because I just got to know. Mm. Who did the slingshot? It was Dean Ambrose. Okay. It was. Because I was like, oh, God. I mean, I if it had been Seth Rollins, I mean, we just would have. I suppose I should. I suppose I should have known that because had it been Seth Rollins, the internet would have exploded. I would have already been 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 ranting. Yes, but in fact, you can see the the replay, and you know when when Cesaro is first sort of like that, that slow motion replay they keep showing of it. Um, you can, in fact, see behind him that Seth Rollins is still on the apron waiting to be tagged in. So. Okay. Well, Exonerated. It was, it was interesting because, you know, at first you go, okay, maybe he's lost a tooth. And then you looked at it and went, nope, he's lost both of his front teeth. That's awesome. And then you looked at it and it's like, oh, wait, I still see some white. Did he just break his teeth? Yeah. And then you look a little closer and go, no, wait, the little be- bits of teeth I can still see are rounded. Yeah. Which means... Oh, God! I did not know that was possible, that if you put enough pressure, they would just go back up. So, I'm, you know, he was not on TV this week, which I suppose makes sense. Apparently, they're going to... I don't, don't, you know, he's going to go see a surgeon. I don't know if they're going to have to remove the teeth and put new ones in, or... I would assume so. I don't think they can just pull them back into place. Seems unlikely to me. I would guess that they're going to remove them, and then he'll just get... Um, a cap, a, yeah, Mick Foley style um, denture apparatus. I don't know, but not to say he couldn't get. You know, I'm sure he has the money. He could get implants if he wanted to. But I'm just going to assume that with his profession, yeah, they probably don't recommend it. Yeah. Plus, you know, when he becomes that main eventer and is getting ready to main event his first WrestleMania, he can pop him out to show you the dedication he's given to to his profession well let's face it that's never gonna happen i you know just wanted to mention it mm-hmm. um all right so let me go through the no mercy match of the night what was your match of the night that tag match was pretty good yeah i think actually that might be it for me um if not that honestly it might be jason jordan and the miz that was good a lot too. of back and forth some solid wrestling there i mean you know that was good it, as well. I enjoyed I enjoyed that. I enjoyed Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. It was a little there was a moment. They had me for a moment where I was like, "Oh my goodness, Bray Wyatt's going to win this thing." And then of course, 
they didn't. He didn't. But still. I thought the whole attacking Finn before the match... I didn't. I didn't feel like the attack on Finn was that impactful, and also it seemed like everything he did injured his back. But then Finn Balor was clutching his ribs the entire time. I don't know. There was some disconnect there between the damage that was done, the way it was sold, the way that he went all the way up the ramp before coming back. It just made what? Finn Balor sort of look like you're really thinking about leaving after taking those moves. It didn't seem like anything that serious. The part that confused me was why. Like, are they that desperate for time that they were like, let's just build this attack in so we can burn five minutes? Like, that part didn't make any sense to me. Uh-oh. Delivery's coming. Mm. Did you have your dessert before you had your dinner, Doc Manson? I did. I'm a bad, bad doctor. I had dessert before my dinner. Mrs. Hi, Mrs. Manson. You can say hello. It's probably the worst dinner to eat while recording a podcast. What? Yeah, probably. Okay, I'd like to point out... Hold on. Hold on. I'd like to point out that Mrs. Manson is wearing a Fight Like a Luchadora t-shirt. Yeah. So what? But not fight like La Luchadora. No, certainly not. You don't want to this fight like Mickey cool. James? No, who would? Ask. I'd like to know, who is Mrs. Manson's favorite female wrestler? Who is your favorite female wrestler? Huh. I don't know. Great radio, it, thanks. Great radio. The revelations of the universe. <laughs> I expected her to just say Asuka, but... I, well, I don't think her, she's a big fan of Asuka's. I think you're jealous of the love that we share. Yeah, you share all that love all you want. Me and Bobby Roode are gonna... Uh... Okay, alright. Well, do something glorious? Come on. You could tell she didn't do improv with us. No, it's fair. So okay. what do you have? I guess she's not going to answer the question. Uh, I'm just eating some nachos. I can't hear him. Well, the it was oh, that question? yeah the same question as we asked. I asked you. <laughs> He's translating. This is great radio. Yeah. I'm just going to leave you to it then, guys. Okay. Have fun Thanks for that. Thanks for giving him food. He's going to crunch on and then offering nothing to the conversation. Mm. What's on the nachos? Because it's not just chips and cheese. Um, a ground turkey taco-like recipe. Can I tell you that now all I want to do is go to a Chinese buffet. Go get my my library book and go to the Chinese buffet. It sounds like a good plan to me. We have to find a good one, though. Like, we need a high-quality Chinese buffet. Is the one that we used to go to no longer high-quality? I haven't been in a long time. I'm assuming it's still good. But I'm at, you know, the the one... I think the last time I went was with you and GQ, and we went to one that was, I think, more expansive, but lower in quality. I agree. All right. Um, I thought the women's match was okay. The women's match was pretty good, actually. I enjoyed that. The Fatal Five-Way? It was okay. Um, I was a little disappointed that they kept the belt on Alexa Bliss, although I like Alexa Bliss. Ostensibly, I don't have a problem with it. I just wish that 
Well, I don't know. It's it's a valid choice. I'm not really going to complain. But when you have a, a large multi-person match like that, you always feel, as I always feel, like I want to see something get changed up. So I can't help but feel a little disappointed in that regard. But again, it's a valid choice. I, I don't think there was anything wrong with what they did. My question about that goes to further into Raw and what's next. Like, Asuka's making her debut... On October 22nd at TLC. I find it interesting that they're going to have Hell in a Cell and TLC in the same month. That's an interesting choice to me, to have those two pay-per-views on the same month. But either way, um, you know, we saw Alexa Bliss kind of restart something with Mickey James. I'm going to assume that Asuka's first match is not a title match. No, I would assume that as well. I'm assuming it's going to be... I honestly think, as we talked about last week, I think the best choice is Emma. That match was real good in NXT, and I think you want to kind of follow... the. If you put her against Sasha, that's too soon. Nia Jax is too soon. You're not going to put her in there with Dana Brooke. And even, like, Bailey, I feel like you have to build up to Bailey. That's what I'm saying. Emma's a good choice for, like, a... This woman's getting all of the thunder, you know... I've been fighting and clawing just to get on this show. She's going to just come in. She hasn't even appeared, and she's got all this hype. So my guess would be Emma, but does Mickey James do anything for you from a yeah. wrestling standpoint? Oh. Um... <laughs> yeah. She's a good wrestler. Okay. I just, I don't, unless you don't think she's a good wrestler. I do think she's a good wrestler, but it's, again, and I don't want to continue talking about WWE spinning its wheels, but I don't think she's going to take the belt off of Alexa Bliss. So I'm like, you're putting a feud together that it's probably going to last for two or three weeks, maybe the month, and it's going to result in us, I mean Alexa Bliss winning, unless they're going to put the belt on Mickey because then Asuka can win the belt without hurting any of their main female talents. I guess you could go that way. That might be a choice. It's a choice, but, I mean, I, I don't, don't, I don't, I don't see her... I don't see Asuka getting into that title picture right away. I want her to. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people are anticipating that, so I kind of feel like that they're just not going to do it. Do you think that Asuka coming on Raw winds up hurting Nia Jax? Like, don't you think if not for her, if not for Asuka, Nia Jax was guaranteed to win a title at some point? I think she's still guaranteed to win a title at some point. Okay. In fact, I I could very easily see, you know, Nia Jax being the person who ultimately, in the near future, wins that belt. Asuka is working her way through the weeds, not to say that Emma is the weeds, but, you know, she's going to have to go through Emma. She's going to have to go through Dana Brooke. She's going to have to go through Alicia Fox. She's going to have to go through Mickey James. And by the time Asuka is at a level to actually face somebody for that title, it very well could be Nia Jax who she takes it off of. Nia Jax could be billed as this unstoppable force. And again, this is probably just my fantasy booking that that's how I would see Asuka being used as clearly the person to put an end to that. Well, she's the, Asuka's the unstoppable force. N- Nia Jax, and I am the, a big fan, is the immovable object. Sure. I mean, either way. Yeah, I suppose it's six of one, half dozen of another. Yeah. Um, 
Roman Reigns kicked out of multiple finishing moves from one John Cena, including one off the top rope, and then pinned John Cena with a single spear. Would you well, like the to spear com- is dangerous. <clears throat> would you like to comment? I would like to comment only in are contrast. Going, are you going for more pumpkin wafers? I am. Now that I've had my dinner, it's time for dessert. Um, second dessert. So, um, in contrast to the main event, in which I believe Braun Strowman took one F5? I think so. I just thought it was an odd choice. Because Braun Strowman, historically speaking, of course, is the kind of guy, nay, monster, who you can literally hit with an ambulance and he still gets up and walks away. But he's going to lose to one F5, whereas Roman Reigns can kick out of multiple finishers. Uh, I just thought that was a really strange choice. Well, I think it goes to, and I remember Liam Stryker mentioning this on the pay-per-view post-show, those matches were very similarly laid out, and I think it's because, since we're likely going to get Brock versus Roman, Brock versus Roman, their finishers finish matches. Now, the F5, I have less of a problem about. The F5 is a pretty ridiculous maneuver. The spear is ridiculous for another reason. You know, if Roman Reigns had a better finishing move, I think some of these problems would be over. All right, so hold on a second. I mean, clearly we're talking about this. So clearly you and I, to some extent, keep track of how many finishers somebody kicks out of. And apparently that's a metric that matters uh, to us. But my question is... Is that a metric that actually matters? Is that a metric? Because like you just said, you know, you want to have Brock and Roman have finishers that matter. Do they actually matter to the mainstream audience? Is anybody paying attention? Is that, that's not, I mean, even, is it, is that, is that, could that possibly be intentional on the part of the WWE? I, I somehow doubt it. I think that's meaning that we are assigning to this. Do you feel differently, though? I mean, do you feel like they're doing that intentionally to subtly get across the point that we're saying that they do? Or is it just fantasy on our part? Well, I think part of it is you're talking about the, air quotes, smart fans. The the more engaged fans. The fans who discuss wrestling beyond well, yeah, the hours but, of 8 to 11 on Monday. And that is who we're talking about. But as we know... WWE does not care about the opinions of the smart fans. No. So so they're not doing it for us. I, so are they actually me, doing it at all? Or are we just, again, assigning meaning where there is none? It's hard for me to put myself in the mindset of a casual fan. Um, I'm not really sure what casual fans think and what casual fans care about. I would imagine that... They don't, but at the same time, if you're a casual fan who has paid attention to John Cena at all over the last 15 years or so, you understand that he's got this move. And if you're listening to the commentary, they're talking about this move and how this move is put away. This move has helped him win 16 world titles and all of that sort of stuff. So, 
yeah, I suppose it does matter. It shows that Roman Reigns is, you know, again, we want to talk about unstoppable forces. Roman Reigns clearly is one. Brock Lesnar clearly is one. You would think, or it seems to be, that these two guys are on a collision course, and I don't have a problem with that. If that's the way they want to go, it's their company. If they want to book Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar, then they're more than ha- they're more than welcome to do it. I think Roman Reigns is a good wrestler. I think Brock Lesnar is a good wrestler, but I I don't think they care as much as we do. But that's true about just about everything wrestling wise. That's why we're smart fans, quote unquote, and they're just watching from time to time. Well, I mean, I guess so, except you, Mr. Smart Fan, are only watching from time to time. Yes, but I am paying attention much more fervently than others, and I am um, discussing it. Casual fans don't have a podcast. We're among discussions of pumpkin... Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's an awful lot of podcasts out there. I have to imagine that at this point, pretty much every casual fan has their own podcast. You might be right. Mm. You might be right. Did you watch the match? I'm assuming you did, because GQ was there, and I heard from our good friend Rachel, so that must mean that Rachel and the Arsacist were there. Indeed. So, Full house at Mansion Manor. How were the s'mores Mansion cookies? Manor. Manson Manor. Uh, s'mores cookies were delicious. We ran out of them. I wish we had more. They were so good. Did, um, so did you enjoy the match? You're not a Roman Reigns fan. You're not a huge John Cena fan. But did you enjoy the match? I didn't watch much of it, to be honest. Did you watch the Cruiserweight title match? Yeah, that was kind of boring. I didn't see much of it, but I saw the ending. and I've There was a to... whole lot of an armbar. I remember like 10 minutes of an armbar. I, I have to say, Enzo Amore going all Eddie Guerrero really worked for me. Yeah, that was good. I had no problems with that. I, I was just like, okay, this is how this guy wins. This, sto- like, you telling me this, him trying to be a wrestler is not going to do it for me, but him lying, cheating, and stealing his way to victory? Okay. You have told me a story that I can believe. Um, and they main evented. And I understand the, the, the last segment of the night really doesn't matter in WWE shows, but the last image we had was of the cruiserweights beating the crap out of Enzo Amore. You were asleep by then, I'm sure, so I doubt you watched it at all, but... I did not. I don't know. Do you think... Why did Braun help the cruiserweights? Well, and apparently that happened off the air. Oh. I think that happened... I wouldn't know. I read about it, and I read about that, so I assumed it was on the air. I believe... I I don't actually know. What I've seen on Twitter has said that it's... It was more of, um, it was done after, you know, so it was essentially the dark match of the night was watching Braun Strowman throw Enzo Amore around, which is not a bad way to go home. No, I suppose. Um, so overall, oh no, then we get to Braun and Brock, and you said 1F5. I enjoyed that Braun looked very brawny for a good portion of that match. He dominated for a while. Yeah, but... When I think about, like, 
the last match those two had together, and admittedly this was, you know, actually a match. It wasn't a fatal four-way or whatever, but when I think about just the sheer destruction that these two have put on in previous performances, you know, throwing him into the stairs, putting him through two tables, throwing another table on top of him, etc., etc. And, and again, Braun Strowman now is coming off of a, a fairly lengthy feud with Roman Reigns, where, I mean, they capped that off with him getting hit with the literal ambulance and walking away. Like, I don't know. I expected more of a violent spectacle in that match as opposed to just really what was just a straight-up one-on-one wrestling match. I expected there to be more. Which makes me wonder if this is over. You would think that Brock Lesnar would go home until Survivor Series or maybe even the Royal Rumble, but the next pay-per-view is TLC. Uh, Apparently, I think it was John Cena that said this, um, WWE is trying to put WrestleMania-worthy matches on all of these pay-per-views so it helps to hype the network, which probably is why we're getting Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon inside Hell in a Cell. But, um... Do you think we get round two? Do we think we get Brock versus Braun in a TLC-style match so it can be the beatdown that we all were kind of hoping it would be? I mean, I guess it's possible. I mean, what does Roman Reigns do then? I guess he feuds with The Miz and becomes Intercontinental Champion? I have a sneaking suspicion he's going to win this Intercontinental title next week. Wait, there's something next week? He's wrestling The Miz for the Intercontinental title next week on Raw. Huh, I didn't know that. Okay, well, now you do. So, um, All right. Then, yeah, that's probably what happens. So I would assume maybe he gets a, you know, rematch. But I, I think, again, if you're doing the slow burn for Roman Reigns, and I know that he just defeated John Cena, so it's not necessarily a slow burn, but clearly they're starting him in a program with The Miz. Um, yeah, I would put. I would assume you would put him in with The Miz, and Finn Balor, for reasons that continue to defy description, is still feuding with Bray Wyatt. And it's because they don't know what else to do with the spooky men. Put Finn Balor in the cruiserweight division. That's my choice. Nobody likes it. N- not many people are fans of that idea. They're all like, oh, you're going to waste Finn Balor? But Ambrose and Rollins are still in the tag team picture. Why not? We're Artemar! It's my favorite thing. Um, so, overall, I don't want you to grade it. Everyone grades it. C. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Uh-huh. Um, what was I? There was something I was going to say. Uh, apparently, according to the trends on Twitter, it is drink beer day. Okay. If you could only drink one beer okay. for the rest of your life, uh-huh. what would it be? Um, hmm. uh, can I call a lifeline? <laughs> sure. You need to get GQ on the phone? I do. He, I, would, I would take his recommendation. I was assuming you would go with Rosemary's Baby because you seem to talk about that one a lot, but... Uh, if I really honestly had to choose just one the rest of my life. Jeez. 
Does it make and, it easier if I go to three? You can have three. I mean, maybe. Cause, I mean, three, yes. Three allows me to do some variety. And if I get to do three, Rosemary's Baby might very well make it on there because it's a seasonal thing. It's not the sort of thing I would want to drink all the time for the rest of my life. But if I got to have a little bit of variety by choosing three, I think that one definitely could make it on there. Um, and, you know, I might pick something. By, there's this brewery called Treehouse, and most of their stuff is really, really good. So I might pick one of theirs, although, again, I'm not 100% sure there. Um, and I probably would go with something from Beard Brewing, um, probably Hobbit Juice or something like that. So, yeah, probably something from Treehouse, like Sap, or and then uh, Hobbit Juice, and maybe Rosemary's Baby. I'd say those might be a... If I had to choose one, it probably would be Hobbit Juice, but I'm not sure exactly for sure. You can't hold me to it. That's fine. Well, I would have no idea, so... Yeah. I, I don't suppose I know. I just... That was... Something that popped into my head. Um, what else popped into my head is that the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view is in two weeks. That seems right, because it's been forever since SmackDown has had a show. Yeah. Um, you know, Owens in Shane in a Cell, The New Day and The Usos in a Cell. We don't get a lot of tag team Hell in a Cell matches, so I'm intrigued by that. Okay. You all right? You all right yeah, I think so. Um, gender versus Shinsuke, which is a thing. Um, mm. you sure you're all right? Yeah, I'm good. Natalia versus Charlotte. That'll be good. Dolph Ziggler versus Bobby Roode, as expected. Eh. Can I tell you, as soon as the gong hit on SmackDown... You turned the TV off? I think I did, yeah. Um, like, it was clear that it was Dolph Ziggler like even before he came out and very clearly looked like Dolph Ziggler like it was what, Dolph Ziggler right like what did anybody think that was because you heard like the crowd react people I guess, pop for the gong people pop for the gong I guess uh, uh, Randy Orton's gonna take on the pride of Bulgaria Rusev again another feud that just won't end um is AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin happening in the cell or not? Unclear. Based off of the wording, it seemed unclear to me. Goes on and says he wants AJ at Hell in a Cell, promising to take the title. And if also, you have more um, than two. If um, you have more Randy than two, Randy Orton and the other guy, Rusev, the Pride of Bulgaria. Yeah, yeah. That the, the wording there also made it seem unclear whether they were doing it in Hell in a Cell. I, I tweeted this out that I cell. that I'm you know watching this and feeling. Slightly terrified that we're going to get locked down. I hope not. Although like, I will say, WWE's camera work tends to be a little better. Yes, but still, there's just... The problem with doing too many of the same gimmick matches is that there are only so many variations of spots. No, you're right. It's one of the reasons why I don't like Survivor Series as a pay-per-view. No, at least fair. not historically. Back when it was all... Yeah. yeah, no, you make a good point. But again, it's like when you have two or three Elimination Chamber matches, I'm like... Yeah. Honestly, two Elimination Chamber matches is too many. Two yes. Money in the Bank matches at the same time. It's, it's too many. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. At least this year, if you're doing two cell matches in one singles, one's tag team, that gives you some variety. But this we is are Wrong show, I know. It's going to be the title of this episode, I can tell already. Are we 
where are we in this, the quest for 100? Is this it? No, I think this is 90... 98, 99? Yeah, one of those two, probably. All right, well, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be approaching the 100th episode of DDT Wrestling. Now, granted, that's not the 100th podcast, because we've done plenty of others. I but... think, I think probably episode 100 should just be the end of this show. Okay. I mean, go out on a high note, right? I... As, while they we say, still have tens of listeners, let's let's. They say that the average podcast lasts forty, so yeah. we're well above that. So we'll we'll go out on our terms. Okay, all right. Then we've got two episodes left. Yes. Are we doing uh, other podcasts or is this just it? It. Think, we're I, never I'm, heard from again. Maybe we should talk about it, but I'm thinking maybe that's it. We just call it a day and we throw in the towel. Call it a career. Yeah. Remember the good old days. Did you enjoy the four stages of hell or whatever last night's Lucha Underground was? Or did you forget? Were you watching Fuller House and forgot that you forgot wrestling was on again because you're watching Kimmy Gibbler? In all fairness, I am finished with Kimmy Gibbler. (laughs) You watched. I watched that whole season. How many episodes are these seasons? Usually thirteen, but this season was only nine. Oh. And actually, I think it's the only the first is half. off the rose. I think it's the first half of the season, actually. I think they're planning on releasing another nine uh, at a later date. So ah, okay. it's like they actually expanded the seasons, but they're changing how they're dropping them. But aren't you going to lose interest just like you did with Lucha Underground? Because they're stopping I, halfway through. I will never lose interest in Kimmy Gibbler. Oh, man. All right. If I can get... Andrea Barber, and it's a shame that I know that that's the name of the actress who plays yes. Kimmy Gibbler. Yes, if I can get is. Andrea Barber on this show, will you keep doing episodes of DDT Wrestling? Yes. <laughs> Alright. Uh, there you go, neighborhood. There's your challenge. Get Kimmy Gibbler onto the show so Doc Manson still does podcasts. Um, um, I was going to say, I did not watch Lucha Underground last night, but I did... Uh, well, first I watched Jerry before Seinfeld, which is a new uh, stand-up special from Jerry Seinfeld. I don't think I finished that, but I've watched some of it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm and then waiting for that... comedians and cars getting coffee. Yeah, sure. But once that was over, it was like eight twenty or so. I then turned on for the first time in probably six months on a Wednesday night. I tuned my television to NXT. Is that all because of Adam Cole, baby? Uh, no, just because it happened to be time for NXT. And I turned it on. In fact, it was Liv Morgan versus... Um, Vanessa Bourne. Bourne, yeah, Vanessa Bourne. I was and, worried it was the one that sucked from the um, tournament, but it wasn't. It was the yeah, other one. Yeah. Um, Liv Morgan is a beautiful woman. Um, and Oh, yes. Explain this tweet to me, please. I'm about, yeah, so the tweet is, she wrestles like a truck. I mean, you must know what that what that means, right? Because, I mean, just like you just watch her movements, there's nothing, at least this is my interpretation, there's nothing graceful about her wrestling technique or style. It seems like she's just packing a wallop. Like, when she did, like, that double stomp from the rope, like, it just looked... Like, she was landing on Vanessa Bourne like a damn sack of potatoes. You know what I mean? Like, 
And I'm not going to say that that means she's a bad wrestler. It just means that's her technique. Mm. Like, there are dancers who dance like a truck. You know what I mean? There's just something about their movements that's a little... Isn't that a lyric from, like, the song song? I think that's dumps like a truck. truck. Dumps like a truck. I don't know what that means, but I'm assuming that's what it was. Yeah. What are dumps? Um, Dumps like a truck. Let's just contemplate this for a moment. <laughs> All night long. Let me see that Liz Morgan. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, but uh, she... I, so I don't know how to feel about her, because this is the first time I've actually seen her wrestle in some time. Again, I haven't been watching NXT. I don't know if she's even she's been, been on She's been off television for a very long time. So I'm not sure whether or not I'm sure most people online are probably ah she's so green look at how terrible she is but I'm not sure, I'm not convinced that that's it it may just be her technique because there are some again there are dancers who have that sort of quality to their movements that I uh, I sort of was assigning uh, to her wrestling style so I I don't necessarily think no, I don't know whether whether she she's good or or bad. But from what I saw, it just there just seemed to be something very distinctive about her movement um, that I thought was worthy of, of comment and observation. I enjoy the fact that William Regal announced that the NXT women's title will be vied for in a fatal four-way. Why do you it like that? Not, because otherwise it was just going to be Ember Moon versus Kyrie Zane, and that has no interest to me. But now... I'm assuming Ember Moon gets one of those spots, and Kyrie Zane obviously has one of those spots. But now, Nikki Cross, Ruby Riot, uh, Truck Morgan, as she will now be called, um, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay. When the I heck probably is, is when are Billy Kay and Peyton Royce going to get moved up to Raw to be Alexa Bliss's little tag team uh, goobers? You know, you would assume uh, it makes sense. You would, ass- I would have thought. I'm assuming the next superstar shakeup. Whenever that yeah. happens, you know, whether it's after Survivor Series or after the Rumble, I, I Peyton imagine Royce be- has a killer, what is that, a fisherman suplex? That bridge. Yes. She's very good. I love Peyton Royce. I'm yes, just I do come too. Right out and say she is my favorite female wrestler on the NXT roster. I like Nikki Cross, I like Ruby Riot, I like and actually, I don't like Ember Moon that much. I like Billy Kay, but I'm, I'm, I hope Peyton Royce gets in there. And if it, if they're not going to call them up immediately, put the belt on her. She can share it with Billy Kay. I don't need them to break it up like a friendship bracelet. But the oh, that'd be awesome. I'm just saying. That'd be I'm good. Just saying. That'd be so, good. but again, it 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 makes it more interesting. They're going to have a series of matches. I think Liv Morgan made a pretty good case. To at least, if not be in the title, she'll she'll come close to being in that title match because, you know, she's been around for a while. She clearly, I I don't dislike her as a wrestler. I find her to be better than I found Carmella when Carmella was in NXT. Okay, all right, yeah. I again, I think there's again there's something about the quality of her movement that is very different than Carmella. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, did you start from the beginning, or did you just turn it on and watch from live? I watched from live. Have you seen anything with Lars Sullivan? Hmm. Which, wh- who did he face last night? 
Oni Lorcan. It was the opening match, so you must you likely no, missed I, it. I think I missed it. If you get a chance, go back and watch it. Lars Sullivan is like What was Braun- the guy I saw who kept doing this? I have no he like, idea what you're He like about. mugged to the camera and did like a it almost looked like he was making a crazy thing, like raving his finger in circles next to his ear, but I think he was really like saying like gonna do some flippy stuff and like he ran out of the ring and he did like a springboard oh, off of the rope. Fabian Eichner from the Cruiserweight Classic. Is yeah, that that's the guy. The guy. He wrestled um Eichner. He wrestled uh Cassius. Oh no! Yeah, Fabian Eichner, the newest member of the NXT roster. I see. No, Lars Sullivan is a big... He's like Braun Strowman light. He's a big guy. He's got almost like an Amish beard with like the no mustache, so it's just kind of like a longer chin strap. Um, He wrestled He No Way Jose. Did you see the last NXT TakeOver? I think he attacked No Way Jose before the match. He wears like simple red trunks. That's it. Bald guy. Uh, watch it. Watch it. Because it's okay. good. And Oni Lorcan is great. And it was just a really enjoy. It was the kind of strong style that I liked. It was just okay. beating on each other. Um, And what did you think of Adam Cole versus Eric Young? It's all yeah. right. I was a little underwhelmed. I got to admit. Like, I. I I know nothing of Adam Cole's body of work. Yeah. So that yeah, like I give He's him the not... benefit of the doubt, but I, you know, it it was I guess un, I I don't know, I want to say underwhelmed. I wasn't expecting anything, but I wasn't wowed, let's put it that way. What I will say about Adam Cole from what I have seen of his work in Ring of Honor is he is not a high flyer. He is not a brawler. He's obviously not a powerhouse. Look at him. He weighs 175 pounds. Um, he is a wrestler in the same way that WWE wants many of their wrestlers to be. Um, he doesn't do a whole lot of high-flying stuff. It's, you know, but he's good. He's He is, I've said it before, he has more natural presence than a lot of guys. Um, Can I just say uh, Kyle O'Reilly looks like I don't like a Kyle O'Reilly looks like my brother-in-law. If you just, looked at pictures from my wedding, he just looks skeevy, which you or were there. like a London thug. Or are you thinking of Bobby Fish? Bobby Fish has the beard. Yeah, Bobby no. Fish. I always, I always expect Bobby Fish to do this and like twirl the beard. Yeah, no, just the other on. guy. The other guy who was just in the white T-shirt. He looks this... like he should be on Snatch or um, no, Lock, not stock even and two smoking he... barrels. Nah, he looks like he should be in, like, Pimp My Ride or something. He looks like a low-rent wannabe gangster white boy. Like, I don't know. Okay. Like, I just, mm. He's got this this stupid swagger when he walks. It just makes him look like a complete idiot. He's, yeah. He wasn't a heel in Ring of Honor. Red Dragon was, was a, a face, and, you know, he played the baby face role. I don't think he really quite has the heel role down yet. But okay. again, I also am not. He wild just he about drew the name. a lot of attention to himself in that entrance. When I was like, "Isn't this about Adam Cole, baby?" Because I don't know. Like he just he drew a lot of attention to himself uh, in his mannerisms. Why is it 
that all of these wrestlers have the same finisher. What is the difference between what Adam Cole used, what Drew McIntyre used to win the NXT title, what Shinsuke Nakamura uses? Like, why does everyone use this running knee, running kick, running whatever? Like, it just seems like everyone's doing that right now. Strong style, baby. At least Cassius Ono had, like, a discus big boot, which was slightly different, but... Slightly. Anyways, I just wanted to mention it. Mm, You seem so disappointed. I I don't know what I was expecting. Um, Adam Cole's always been a better promo guy than an in-ring wrestler. Like, he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's very good, but he's not flashy. You know, we expect our NXT guys to be flashy. Finn Balor, for all his faults, is flashy. Shinsuke, in his own way, is flashy. Adam Cole doesn't do that. That's a really good observation. I would say, right now in NXT, we are sort of in the flashy-less era. Like, Well, yeah, Roderick Strong, Drew McIntyre, Adam Cole. Yeah. Cassius none Ono, of, none of them are flashy. None of them have any flash to them whatsoever. Bobby Roode, besides the entrance, yeah, flashy. No. No. Yeah, they're... It's they they I I do feel like they're they are missing. I, it's not that any it's not that these guys are not charismatic, but no. they're missing. You know what they are? A performer with a certain degree of. You you know what they are? What are they? They're Triple H. It's a it's a group of Triple <laughs> H's. <laughs> Drew McIntyre's a Triple H. Cassius Ono is a slightly overweight Triple H. Adam Cole is a very small Triple, Triple H. H. <laughs> they oh, all are those kind of guys. And there's nothing wrong with having those kind of guys. But right. eventually you need someone... Triple H couldn't wrestle himself for 10 years. You needed somebody else. Alistair Black, I'll give you that. Alistair Black is flashy in his own way. He's not flashy. Yes. I'm going to moonsault over you, but he's flashy. In his own way, the Velveteen Dream, while we haven't seen a whole lot of him, um, you probably haven't seen any of him. He's I flashy. saw him get really close to Aleister Black, and frankly, I thought there was going to be some smooches. I liked that in his promo. I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if that was before. His promo, um, Aleister Black cut this week, he called him Patrick. He refused to call him the Velveteen Dream. He was like, I ignore people who try to get my attention, and that's what Patrick did. He tried to get my attention. If that's what he, you know, if that's what he wants to do, good luck to him. And he just walked away. And I was nice. like, all right. So, yes, I, but, yeah, that I, that's kind of where I feel we're at. Like, Triple H has found a bunch of guys who kind of fit his mold. Bobby Roode, shorter-haired version of Triple H. Again, not a problem with it, but... They are missing something, and I'm not sure what exactly that is. But there, but, but it's something. It's not it's not charisma, but there is there is some sort of visual flair or something that's just not quite there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Samoa Joe was a striking presence, and then you had Balor, and then you had Asuka. It's yeah. So we'll have to see. 
They'll find somebody. Somebody will come and maybe when Kyrie Zane's wrestling there more or they'll get some of the I'm other... a pirate. It's different at least. Um speaking we of We are different... <laughs> We are We are uh, we are we are Speaking of different, we have different emails this week, and by different I mean from the same two people who always email us, and while we love them dearly, come on, people. Glenn and Pav are essentially co-hosts of this show for the amount of time that their emails are on here. It's true. All right. DDTWrestling at gmail.com. Have we talked about Starcade yet? No. Well, I, Maybe I don't know that we did. Week. We might have but, a little less. But yes, the, the live event in November happening from North Carolina is going to be called Starcade. We don't know whether or not it's going to be on the WWE Network. That might be what Glenn's email is about. I'll let you read this one, and I will read the next one. Hi, guys. Just a couple of things for you to discuss regarding the announcement of Starcade being used as a glorified house show by WWE. Firstly, they have announced that Shinsuke Nakamura and Jinder Mahal will have a cage match. As it will be less than a month after Hell in a Cell, does this mean the WWE have created their own spoiler and the title is destined to stay on Jinder? Also, what is your opinion on two old workhorses like The Rock and Roll Express being fed to the club? Gibson and Morton are older than me, and even when I was fit and able, would have thought twice about getting in the ring with Gallows and Anderson. As always, still emailing your bestie, Glenn. All right. Well, um, wait. So are the Rock and Roll Express facing the club? Yes. When? At Starcade? Yes. I don't want to see that. Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson are... Did you watch any of Ricky Morton from when he was doing the TNA thing with Matt Hardy? N- no. Okay. Uh, they've these these be... guys... Are these the guys who were at the Hall of Fame this last year? Yeah. They look like skeletons who are wearing skin. Ricky Morton... As a suit. Ricky Morton is 61. One of them, like, <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. No, oh, do it. Do it. No, not, no. Yeah. Uh, 61 and 59. They don't need to do that. They don't. They're going to, but they don't. How about, okay, correction. They shouldn't do that. I remember... And don't get me wrong. I understand they have a wrestling school and these two guys are very active and they probably want to do this. But I'm saying from the WWE's perspective, do you remember... It's been a while since they've done one, I think. But remember they used to do these old school Raw episodes? Yes. And I don't know about you, but to me... Slaughter and Jimmy Snuka and Richie Steamboat. That always came off as the saddest bunch of crap you could possibly put on my television for an edition of Raw. Like, I love these guys. It's great memories. It's good to trot them out and all and have them wave at WrestleMania. But there comes a point at which I don't want to see these guys running down to the ring. I don't want to see them having promos with current wrestlers. I don't want to see you getting... Because what happens is you get into the ring and you stand up like a macho man to this guy who's 40 years younger than you, twice your size. You look like a decrepit 
bag of bones, a skeleton, uh, and then somebody else has to come and rescue you. I don't, I don't want to see that. I, I, I don't ever need to see that ever again. We can throw that playbook away. I remember it was probably 94, 95, and right around the time that T, that's double J, Jeff Jarrett, um, was making his way. Smoky Mountain Wrestling, that kind of thing, was coming along. And the Rock and Roll Express came to do a couple of things with, like, the heavenly bodies. And the Rock and Roll Express, this is 20-some-odd years ago, they were old then. They were in their 40s and looked old then. And I know that my buddy Magnum, friend of the show, is that's his favorite tag team. He's considering driving to North Carolina to go and see this. I don't personally need to see it. It's, it's cute. It's a nice gesture. Maybe the club will come out as Tex Ferguson and Chad Too Bad from... Um, uh, Southpaw Regional Wrestling and it'll just become a joke but the, the one thing I will say is if you've watched any of the Rock and Roll Express the entire storyline you want to talk about formulaic tag team wrestling they do a couple of double team moves at the beginning then Ricky Morton gets the snot beat out of him for like 20 minutes and then eventually manages to make the hot tag like that is, that is Rock and Roll Express to a T They'll probably be able to do that. That's what's going to happen. The club's going to beat up Ricky Morton, and eventually he'll tag in Robert Gibson, and they'll either steal one with some schoolboy or small package or something like that. The Rock and Roll Express are winning. This is how far the club has fallen, is they are going to lose to 60-year-olds on a house show. <sighs> but what about the other part? We are Nakamura... in a bar. <laughs> Nakamura and Jinder in a steel cage. What do you think is going to happen? Who wins? At the steel cage match? No, who wins the Hell in a Cell? We're talking about um, NAI Pod. I didn't listen to it yet because I do. I try to stay pure. They had a whole segment talking about whether Jinder's title run was the worst in history. It's not. I agree with you. I don't. It's probably not even close. I like it. No offense. I didn't listen to the show, so I can't speak. You know, to what they said, but like. I don't even feel like that, and again, I don't mean to say this to be a jerk, so Jason, I apologize if you're listening, but I don't even feel like that's an appropriate conversation to have. It, not that's inappropriate, but in that, how could you, I, I don't even think it's like in the running for worst of all time. It hasn't been yeah. that bad. You've got to factor in every 24-hour title run, you've got to factor in all of the title run we're going you know and again maybe they're talking in the modern era but you've got to talk about all the other two brand ones jack swagger being world champion i don't even know if that one ranks but all of the random title victories so i don't know where and again they might have been just ranking them and maybe their discussion resulted in it's not the worst ever but i don't think it's been that bad no and i you know the tour of india if it's not over now, it's happening now, and it'll be over soon. I I don't think this means Jinder retains, because actually, I think, if anything, this means Shinsuke wins, because if Shinsuke loses at Hell in a Cell, he has no reason to wrestle for it again. I But if, honestly, but if Shinsuke wins, then Jinder could get his rematch at Starcade in the cage. Yeah. Um, my I would say, assuming that the India tour 
is over for Hell in a Cell, which it sounds it like is. it is, uh, Shinsuke wins. Yes, I agree. They did it. They accomplished what they set out to accomplish. This has been a long title reign for them. This isn't Brock length, but title reigns usually don't last this long for regular guys. So, yeah, I think Shinsuke wins. And on top of that, you start hearing some of the numbers. And, you know, apparently uh, the number of India WWE Network subscribers has actually declined since Ginger Mahal became champion. So I think at this point it's fair to say Ginger Mahal was a glorious uh, experiment for them. And I think they've sort of learned that it didn't work out as they had hoped. I, I don't know. Again, we can't know. We will not be able to know when we're recording episode 300 of this show see what i did there when we're recording episode 300 of wait this i show, thought that 100 was our last episode well then when we're recording episode 300 of whatever show we wind up recording mm-hmm. we'll be able to look back in hindsight and evaluate whether or not this was you know what i mean like you won't know exactly the fact that india numbers are down again doesn't mean that it's bad like maybe the experiment didn't work maybe gender wasn't the right guy but you know what it's been fine I've had no problem with it. I'm happy to see Shinsuke win, and then Shinsuke will lose it to Kevin Owens, and then Kevin Owens will have it for WrestleMania, so Sami Zayn can win the Royal Rumble. And One we will can get Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens, hopefully in Hell in a Cell, at the Royal Rumble. At WrestleMania, not the Royal Rumble. Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Uh, AJ Styles is winning the Rumble this year. so You might be right. I would be okay with that, too. Um, before we get to Pav's email... Uh, do you have anything you would like to say in memory of our dearly departed Hugh Hefner? 91. Big bucket of win there. How many Playboy magazines have you owned in your lifetime? Owned? None. Well, like, how many have you had in your possession? A handful? I've had one. Okay. I, I, I wrote a haiku about this when I was writing my, because it's National Poetry Day, so I was writing some haiku earlier. Uh, my dad, when I turned 16, got me one to try to show me how the world worked, and I wanted to be like, Dad, there's a thing called the Internet. Yeah, and there I, is. And I sneak into the office sometimes and muffle the sound of the modem with a pillow and... Shut the door. And... <laughs> yeah, you do. Do you remember the problems of dial-up? Literally... Yeah. Yeah. Now you're, now you're just enjoying the wave form. That's, That's true. true. That's true. But yes. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciated it, but I was like, these pictures aren't moving. What's what's going on? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think there was a time, I don't remember when, that I think my brother had a subscription. So it's I think I may have seen some issues that way, but a subscription? I think How do you get so. A subscription? I think he got them in the mail. Um I don't I want to say I actually was don't he think not he's not living at home. 
He was. But I actually think... How does that work? I actually don't think he subscribed himself. I think it was like a prank or, or something. So by, somebody like, signed him up? Like like a cousin did it like for her birthday or like Christmas or something as a prank, you know? Okay. Or that something makes like that. more sense. Yeah, I don't remember. Something like that, but... Yeah. <sighs> so, I, I happened to see a handful of issues, you know. That How are the articles? Because, you know, you just you always just read them for the articles. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I read one article. Uh, I was really in it for the cartoons. Fair enough. Well, mm. anyways. Uh, just thought I'd mention it. All right. Pav. Hey, guys. Hey. I must say I nearly dropped my train ticket out of my hands when DC said, what's the most exotic bird you've ever put in your mouth to Doc last week? Haha. Have you ever put a parakeet in your mouth? No. Hmm. Have you? Not sure. My grandparents definitely had parakeets. It seems like something I could have done. Why would you, though? Is well, the not question. like. Well, it's not like you put the whole thing in your mouth, but oh, it's a pet. Okay. Like, okay. Maybe you'd That's different. That's different. That's different. That's different. No, we did not have birds. The only person I knew who owned birds was a girl I dated in college um, around the time we did the Haunted Hayride. And one of them. Mm. And she, her family had birds, and it was really awkward. They poop on your shoulder or what? No, I I steered clear of them because any small animal, you've seen it with me and Oscar. I'm terrified that any small animal, there's going to come a time where I try to reach for it to do something affectionate and I snap it into pieces. Yeah. Oh, speaking of horrible stories, uh, as I just said, my grandparents on my mother's side always had birds and... When my mom was growing up, this I didn't see this. This was a story related to me later. But when she was growing up, um, you know, they used to always have birds. And they'd be, you know, they would let them sort of just loose in the house. And, like, they would fly around the kitchen and, you know, perch on people's shoulders. And just sort of, you know, perch on top of the refrigerator and so on and so forth. And apparently there was one afternoon. I forget the bird's name now. But anyways, they were cooking. Uh, her, her, My grandmother was cooking a big... Uh, pot of soup on the uh, stovetop, and so I can imagine this boiling pot of uh, of soup going on there. And apparently, the bird uh, flew, swooped over, landed on the rim of the boiling pot. Of course, that was very hot, so the bird immediately fell off of the rim and fell into the soup, and it was immediately scalded to death. And that sounds like a horrible, awful thing uh, uh, to to view happen to your pet as a child. Or yes. even as an adult, for that matter. However, it begs a question. How is the soup? <laughs> I'm sure it was delicious. Because, you know, obviously that's horrible and tragic and you wouldn't wish that on anyone. But I'm just curious. Did was at the end of the soup? Did they did they drain the soup? You know, grandparents. I'll be honest with you. That, I I never once thought to ask that question because you know grandparents are usually now we're talking. I read this book on cul- food from the you know the culinary age of the Great Depression. You didn't waste food. 
Like, when you cooked something, you ate it. So, I'm just curious. All right, let's get back to Pav here. As the very large British contingent in the DDT universe would attest, a bird is British slang for a woman, although I don't use it myself. He gives an example sentence, but I, we know what birds are. Like, we've, we're familiar enough with the British culture to... Well, I, I will say uh, the, the, what is this, adjective that he's using? A fit bird? That's that's new to me. A fit lads, bird. Lads, I was clubbing in Birmingham and pulled the fit bird on Broad Street. Uh, UK fans, help us out here. Do you say, do you pronounce it Birmingham? I believe there's a different pronunciation. I think it's a more abbreviated... Yeah, I think it's more like, <laughs> I think that's exactly it. Anywho, lads, I, I was clubbing in Birmingham. I want to talk... Tino Sabatelli. Who? I read a great quote recently as follows. Quote, If right then and there, Vince McMahon would handpick someone to replace John Cena in a police lineup type of screening, there is a 100% chance he would select Tino Sabatelli. End quote. Did you watch Breaking Ground? No. Okay. Uh, Tino Sabatelli is a NXT superstar. He is currently in a tag team with Riddick Moss. Who? He looks a little... The, both of them look like they should have been... Remember Legacy, Ted DiBiase, Cody Rhodes? Randy I remember Orton. that Ted DiBiase fellow, but Cody Rhodes is not ringing a bell. Stardust? Stardust. Stardust. I feel like I knew that from a dimension at one time, but... The Cosmic Wasteland. Mm. So, yes. But, yes. Uh, Tino Sabatelli does have that kind of look. The chiseled look that John Cena does possess. So, I could understand uh, that. And I can understand that. He has the classic look. I just am quoting Puff. I can understand that. This is back to the email. He has the classic look with his body, cheekbone structure, and jawline. Imagine him on a billboard in Times Square with the Universal Championship. Close your eyes for ten seconds. Mm-hmm. Listeners, join in and then tweet me what you see in your brain. This is like when your teacher would do a fun exercise outside the classroom instead of math and textbooks. I have no idea what that means. As proved with many in the past, the look doesn't always get you far. Ask Luther Reigns, Ryback, and Sylvester Turquet, though none of them have Tino's, Reign, or Ballard-type faces. Yeah, sorry. Ryback did not have the look. He just had the muscle. Mm-hmm. Batista looked better than Ryback. Okay. He's been in their development system a while, and seeing as the mistakes he was making on Breaking Ground were nearly three years ago, as well as him being 36, you wonder if he will ever make it. And, of course, we're back to talking about Tino Sabatelli. He has shown signs of improvement by getting the highest scores in the NXT Combine this summer. I didn't even know that was a thing. And cutting fantastic promos when interviewed about them. And he is getting more ring time. With that excellent theme song, the look, flashy name, and gimmick, if Tino can get his stuff together, he is the perfect template to carry a brand. I would say carry the company, but he's too old now. If it was me, I would stick a rocket ship up him. Ooh. Can it still happen? 
If not, where is it going wrong for Tino and how can it be rectified? What are your opinions on Tino's potential? He can potentially be the sleeper call-up. Thank you, Doc, for your patience. Hashtag long email, the P underscore A underscore V. Wake up, Doc. Huh? What? Huh? Where are we? Um, That's my favorite thing that they do, by the way. Okay. That's fair. I like them as a tag team, but I love that. I I just, it's so good. I walk around my house making that noise. Is it because it channels the inner Swedish chef in us all? I I, I really, I honestly think so. Um... I don't know if you picked up on this also. When 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 Cesaro was a good guy, yes. back when he had all of his teeth, <laughs> they called him the Swiss Superman. Yes. And since turning heel, Corey Graves refers to him as the Swiss Cyborg. Yes. Superman are faces, I suppose. Yes, but Superman, after the death of Superman in the comic line, when they were doing this like this resurrection storyline there were four supermen uh who who sort of appeared in the world there was steel uh superboy uh this other guy whose name i forget and then the one and the last one eventually turned out to be evil but was the cyborg superman yes my whole the whole point of this is the swiss superman was a very sort of clever name while he was a face and then, you know, you'd think that at first I thought, oh, well, this, he's just keeping the alliterations with Cyborg, and now it sounds more evil. But in fact, he's talking about an evil version of Superman from the comics. It's a very, it's, a, it's an extremely clever nickname. Corey Graves, here's to you. You don't think it's just because... My Roman water bottle's Reigns empty. Su- Roman Reigns is Superman with his... I don't know, but... Weird burr. Um, you Weird-a-burr. have never seen Tino Sabatelli. Speaking of being able to pick him out of a lineup, you probably could not pick him out of a lineup. That is the worst name I've ever heard. It is worse than Dolph Ziggler. It, well, and the best part is that's his name. It's not the name they gave him. The boy's name is Tino Sabatelli. That's fine. That can be his name, but he will never get over. I do if think that's, that's his part name. of it. Well, and he's also like, you know, one of the story. Well, his name is actually. Oh, excuse me. His name is actually Sabatino. Like it's just it. It's it's right there, right? His name is Sabatino Piscatelli. So I was wrong, and it's Sabatelli because his nickname is Sabby. Savvy. Tino Sabatino Sabi Piscatelli. Piscatelli. Um, yeah, the name is a big factor, but it's also he's he's not very good, and this is a problem. Again, we're going back to a, a discussion we've had many times about NXT. NXT is no longer a developmental territory. Guys like Lars Sullivan are the exception, not the rule. They're bringing in the guys. Like, the next round of call-ups is going to be McIntyre, Ono, Adam oh, Cole, all of those guys. Like, Tito Sabatelli is going to be stuck in this land. The best part, 
they missed an opportunity because what they could have done is they could have taken Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli and made them Bobby Roode's henchmen. In the same way that you think Billy Kay and Peyton Royce would make sense as Alexa. Well, they look Bobby like, Roode's a face now, so he doesn't need well, henchmen. Let's let's ignore that part. He they would have made sense as like the glorious team that Bobby Roode handpicks to to take to greatness. And that would have made sense because they look like those sort of guys. They look like they need sweater vests and, you know, they look like the Mean Street Posse. I'm just, right. um, so, you know, I, I don't think he's the guy. Like, he has the look, but you need more than the look. John Cena had talent that Tino Sabatelli does not have. He's a football player. He's obviously very athletic. But in when it comes to the wrestling, he doesn't have it. Sorry, Pav. He doesn't have it. If you want to go for a, you know, if you're looking for a sleeper guy in NXT, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch, those guys, even the Velveteen Dream, Patrick Clark's a good wrestler. So, Oni Lorcan also has an unfortunate name. Yeah, that's a it, his his real name's Chris Gerard. I'm like, can't you come up with some? What? Where? Who? Where do these names come from? Do you know anyone in the world named Oni? No, but I also don't know what, you know, nationality that is, so maybe it's very common. I don't know. Um, just... I will say, okay, so that was a good email, interesting conversation, but uh, to me the most interesting part, the best part of Pav's email, uh, is that he managed to, uh, in the same paragraph, say, stick a rocket ship up him and use the word <laughs> rectified. Pav, man... That is some good, good shit right there. I imagine it would be after you got a rocket ship up you. Mm. I like that. I like that oh, a lot. Oh, man. Oh, man. I love it a lot. Rudiger! <laughs> uh, give me your piece of positivity. Where Where are we going? We've, we've talked wrestling to death. Uh, Oscar! Rudiger! I mean, I, that's not really a positive thing from this week per se, but man, Cesaro freaking took it almost on the chin, but instead in the teeth. Ugh. And but he just the dude, but he never paused for a second. He just kept going. He finished that match, and he put some ridiculous, funny photos up on Twitter afterwards, like this was the coolest thing in the world to him. Like tough guy, and just you know, amazing sort of reaction to the whole unfortunate set of circumstances I don't know he really showed himself to be a, a true professional in severe adverse conditions you know what I mean yeah yeah and you know they do encourage you to take the pictures of the injury so you can see all about it and such but yeah it's that was just brutal um yeah I'll go with a outside the box pick um I don't know if he's ever going to hold a title in WWE, but I got to give it up for Elias. Why? Because he, you looked at him, in, and I know we talked about this, you looked at him in NXT and you were like, okay, this is one of those one-dimensional gimmicks that's going nowhere, and he's not even very good. Now, he's got a fairly one-dimensional gimmick, but it's going somewhere, and I don't know how it happened, 
But all of a sudden, he's a serviceable wrestler. I enjoyed both of his matches against Apollo Crews. We could talk about Apollo Crews and how that... He really should have gone back to Ring of Honor. He really just should have gone back. I mean, I will um, say, I definitely think his Ring of Honor um, career was far more successful than his run in WWE. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But yeah. I, I enjoy and I'll give I'll go on the other brand and do the same thing. Did you watch the Pride of Bulgaria celebration? Yeah. I actually think Aiden English learned the Bulgarian national anthem. He might have. I'm just these gimmicks should not this is Adam Rose all over again, and they're kind of working. Maybe not like long term, but I am getting entertainment out of them. So okay. I am happy. That's fair. All I'm right. happy for you. Thank you. Um, what did you think uh, of Google Hangout versus Skype? I like that down here in the left-hand corner, it actually will tell me which camera is mine. Which... I like that my little picture says you want it the entire time. That's what time. I'm saying. As though now, I were confused that this might be me. Now, if we were sharing screens before you, we, we were playing around with <laughs> you just waved two years well, I wasn't sure if it was me or not, so I figured I could do that whole cartoon thing where if I start yes. moving in the mirror and... The Marx that, Brothers routine? Yeah, if it doesn't match up, then um, I know it's not actually me. So I suppose if we were sharing screens, you wouldn't know necessarily which window was yours, I guess. But, yeah. I, I, ha- I didn't notice any lag. Now, granted, again, I'm alone in the house, so the internet is just getting poured through this. But um, I wish that on your image, it just had the word <laughs> not you <laughs> plastered. Other. Yeah, right. Them. <laughs> we heard of her. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't know if I can be done after one or two more of these. I don't know if I can walk. I can't quit you, Doc Manson. I can't quit you. <laughs> I can't quit you. Um, anything else you would like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that lovely, it's no longer 50 billion degrees outside. I don't know. Send us an email at ddtwrestling at gmail.com. ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Send us some tweets. Send us some topics. We love it when you are a part of our show. Um, yes, indeed. I would heartily agree with that. Uh, did you get 280 characters? No. I'm not special. Did you want 280 characters? I don't even tweet as is. But sure, give me 280 characters. All right. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson with his wishing for 280 characters. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. And until we meet again, my friends, remember... We're out of her! We'll see you around the neighborhood.